Oh, fuck. So where did we leave off? When, when, how, where, why, who's this? When Wait did a I, sec. When Who did is I this, know you? though? When did I know you? Who is this, though? Why do I know you? When don't you know me? Oh, fuck. Hey, what's up? Oh, fuck. That's, a, that's actually something to start with right there. That, that character. <laughs> that is a character that you and I do pretty much any time we talk, right? Yeah, to, to even uh, our own annoyance. Oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> There's nothing. Um, like, usually when we go into that voice, whoever knows us that's not us, and this includes Quiddy when he, he'll often partake in this too. John Quiddy. Anyone who is not us just leaves the room immediately when that voice comes out. <laughs> they say, oh, fuck, I got to get oh, out of fuck, here. Let's, get, let's fucking bail. These guys are about to talk like a North County <laughs> dude who's just like, oh, fuck, what's up? <laughs> oh, yeah. Describe that guy. I mean, it's... it is. I wonder if it's all of San Diego. I don't, I think it's, it's, it's like, well, this a, is also in 1983, 84, 85. I, I think it's still there, man. Cause you do? I, I, I think it is. Wait, what? I think it is. Um, it's hard for me to do it anymore. I'm so far removed <laughs> and I'm not around. It's in enough. you, bro. It is in me. It's in my soul. Why would anyone want to leave North County? There's nectar waves, nectar babes, three world talks and guac. I mean, what is there to even examine? That's that's what it is. <laughs> it's that dude. The voice says everything. But then it's, also aggro, like, I'm going to yeah, knock your dick in the dirt, bro. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, like it's not white. Did you hear that? What? Never mind. Um, I'm hearing mail get delivered to me that's really loud in my ears. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> Why'd they do that? I don't know, bro. They're fucking kooks. Um, Kook, that's a term that some people don't know, that surfing term. Yeah, they still use it. I, like, okay. Yeah, they still use it. Like I sent you that video, that little clip I sent you, that was from a current video. I was like looking at um, uh, apps that were available on my Apple TV, and uh, one of them was the Surf Channel. And I'm like, oh, what's on the Surf Channel? I still have a vague interest in in it, and um, the first thing I saw was an interview with Ke Kelly Slater, who is you know greatest surfer of all time, and he the the twenty seconds I watched of his interview, he said "kook," <laughs> so the "kook" the term is still alive and well has describe, not gone describe anywhere. Describe a kook in surf lingo. Yeah, I'd be fucking you. You, bro, you're a kook. Actually, bro was never used. Bro is bro's new. Bro yeah. is new to culture as far as we go. Like, no one said bro. It was no, you didn't say that. Dude, like that. It's true. dude, dude was dude. it. Dude, fuck, dude, fuck, dude, fuck. Dude, what about Foley? Fuck, Foley, Foley, Nectar. <laughs> nectar such a good one. <laughs> nectar is so great. Ne this nectar. day isn't very nectar now. <laughs> yeah, nectar was when something was just so absolutely th just the best. The best like, is just yeah. fully, fully, fully nectar. <laughs> fully nectar. Way, 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 fully, way, fully, way, full, full nectar. Dude, way, fully nectar. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, yeah. It was, there was Niagara. Like North County, San Diego was like, it was a tough surf guy, tough surf scene. Like it was, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't hippie pot smoky. I mean, that existed, but it was really like tightly tough coiffed, guy. tightly coiffed hair. Yeah. A lot of jocks surfed because, you know, the beach was, you know, like a half a mile from the ocean. Like we had surf PE. Whale on you. <laughs> we'll fucking whale. Then I'm going to bail. And then I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to. I'm going to whale. Then I'm going to bail. Then your and course then, is going to get eaten by fucking snails, bro. You're bombed. <laughs> You're way fucking bombed. Oh, fuck. I remember one time I was at the the um, cinema down in like Del Mar. Oh, there was, the cinema. Do you remember the multiplex in Del Mar? Yeah. Um, yeah. Shit. What is it called? Flower Hill. Do you remember? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember I was down there once and I was wearing uh-huh. just a flannel wool, like Pendleton shirt. Uh-huh. And I remember this big group of like Nectar North County surfer guys were like, look at this dude. You look like a fucking lumberjack. <laughs> A vicious, vicious takedown. <laughs> Looks like a fucking lumberjack. My favorite was I was on the bus once and I had a vicious takedown. <laughs> I, had, I had a skateboard that I painted a, a British flag on it. And yeah. for no no reason other than uh, I probably because, oh, I just got into punk and yeah. English flag is punk because yeah. of sex pistols and yeah. whatnot. And I remember I. I just painted a Brit, like a Union Jack on the bottom of my skateboard. And uh, I was walking off the bus and some guy just looks at my skateboard and he just goes, fag. And I went, why? Like, and pointed at the skateboard and I go, why? And he goes, British flag, fag. Okay. Okay. And I remember just, I remember looking at him like, so confused like so genuinely confused british flag fag yeah oh yeah yeah that makes sense it rhymes it rhymes put it that way i see the connection (laughs) right right it's actually if you take the l away it it is the word fag or it could have just been any flag but it rhymes with fag so that's probably that's the first time i that's the first time i put that the, that one and one together that it was just because it was a flag that and that rhymes with fag yeah that's a good <laughs> point well taken yeah I, I mean i don't know like you lived in other places you lived i grew up i went to high school well i went to high school all over the world i went to high school in australia but just for one year i went to high school in canada for one year and then the rest was san diego but yeah san diego was well, Canada was, yeah, it was pretty much, it was just a different version of like assholes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just assholes, except they surfed. You know what I mean? That's probably what it is. Yeah. And they, and they talked real stupid. <laughs> Fully. Oh, cash. What about cash? <laughs> cash was, that was real chic. That was a real chic word to it's use. Cash. Yeah, it's cash. That's kind of what more the, the, Casual. uh, that that's not what the surfers use. That's what like the the like the uh, kids who did coke. They yeah. said cash. Like cash. they yeah they drove like uh 
you know, uh, convertible Volkswagen Rabbit yeah, and Rabbit. did Coke and Cab- they were cash. Cabriolet. Yeah, I remember one time a girl, I can't remember her name now, Tiffany or something. <laughs> she, she, she was pretty like, good guess. She was like, we're getting Coke. We're going to do Coke. And they're like, do you do Coke? And I was like, no, I don't, I don't do anything like that. What was the context? It's just in, I remember by like <laughs> in design class or whatever, graphic arts class. <laughs> She's like, we're getting cake. And I was like, no, I don't do that. And she's like, God, you're like a saint. Oh, I, I remember you telling me about that. <laughs> just because I'm just like saying, I'm like a teenager who's like, I don't do cocaine. And she's like, you're like a saint. Well, that, that's, oh man, that's a good, that's a really good, uh, well, it's not a good memory, but it's a good recollection that I've had recently, like, in high school, okay, have you encountered a, a kid who's in high school? They are children. Like, oh, yeah, someone yeah. in high school is I, uh... a child. We were doing, I wasn't, but many people I knew in high school were doing meth. We It was called, we called it Crystal. Yeah. At, at our high school. I think yeah. it was called Crystal everywhere at that in the 80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they were doing... Crystal. crystal and i yeah. remember that that happened at parties you know they'd be doing meth and yeah. that was like a party drug and it struck me fairly recently i think because that um that new uh, documentary that just came out it's like on netflix called crack and it examines the whole crack phenomenon in the 80s it's yeah. fascinating highly recommend it um but uh, uh i was thinking like oh yeah coke and and meth and wait oh we were doing did that in high school high school what that is crazy that methamphetamine yeah crystal methamphetamine was available to 14 year olds at our high school that's so crazy was was actually one of the early meth capitals of america oh yeah it was the hell's angels and pacific beach uh, imperial beach making it in the bathtub it was like san diego was a big crank town early on but I think, um, yeah, it's really crazy thinking back. Like, I just don't picture like high school kids nowadays being like, "Let's do some meth." They probably are. We're probably completely oblivious. I mean, I'm sure in certain places, but I mean, just in general, it's like there's a stigma attached to it. You know, it seems a lot more hardcore. Like, yeah, it was. It just it was normal. I remember it just being at parties all the time, and I remember thinking like, "Ah, oh, this is." I know that's a little farther than I want to dive into my drug experience. I didn't even, I wouldn't even smoke pot in high school. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't handle it. I could not. Yeah, no, it. I wasn't a pot smoker in high school either. No, really wasn't. No, I, my high school years were pretty, uh, you know, there's definitely the alcohol like when in North County, but um, I went off the straight edge. Definitely. That's for sure. Yeah. I remember, I remember having a straight edge period with you, which is, yeah, it was like I think the eight the year of being eighteen was straight edge. If I maybe it was seventeen, I can't I can't remember. But yeah, that didn't last. But yeah, long. I think it's good. <laughs> I think it's it's good to get out of high school. I mean, drugs in high school, it's like I just don't think it's it is like not a good time to do drugs. What 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 are you talking about? Just because you're where do you show me some data? <laughs> <laughs> to be doing like crank when your brain is still com- like you were talking about kids just their brains are just forming and it's starting to gel together around 18 or whatever but like yeah you just got just throwing in flipping meth 
to teenagers. <laughs> they were uh, like all of the people that I knew. Like if we, I don't want to name names here in case they happen to listen to this, but like every per every person that you met through me, that was yeah, yeah. All, all the people that I knew in high school, they all, everyone partied yeah. with meth every yeah, once in a while. Crystal. We're like 15. It's so crazy, it's man. It's so it's crazy. Insane. It's the insane. Anyway. It's the insane. Do you remember when Ecstasy came out? Um, I do. That was the first that was time. San Diego. Uh, I remember very specifically kids that had this stuff, and they're like, yeah, it's called like XTC, Ecstasy. And it was when it was legal pharmaceutical ecstasy that you could get through like therapists and stuff. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have any recollection of it in high school. I have a recollection of it after I got out of high school. My first recollection is going to like one of the first raves anywhere. And it was there were it was a lot different because there were bands and shit that played, but it was in the I remember it was in the basement of the sports arena. You know, the big, you know, sports yeah. venue arena. Um and it was huge. And I remember a friend of mine brought ecstasy. Yeah, we call it ecstasy. They, they call It's Molly now, right? Molly. Molly's what they call it. I think it. Molly yeah. is ecstasy, yeah. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> MDMA. Yes, it, it's just old fellas talk about drugs. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I remember, I remember taking it, not knowing what it was, which I was prone to do way too much in my life when i think about the drugs i've taken in my life having no idea what it is and especially juxtaposed with how i have taken care of myself in almost every other regard you know like oh oh those eggs aren't organic no yeah. no no way <laughs> no way i'm not eating <laughs> there's not organic grains in this bread i'm not get that away from me oh you found a bag of white powder on in the gutter yeah fuck yeah i want to do that yeah, at least shit try it see what it is <laughs> Let's taste it oh, terrible but yeah i yeah. remember doing ecstasy then and i that was after high school and it was legal i do remember it just being like yeah People were just passing it out, and then it was very quickly, subsequently, made yeah. illegal. No, I remember specifically certain kids that I knew, like being on it at school, being like, "Oh my god, this stuff is the most amazing thing." At San Diego, yeah. Mm -hmm. God, I don't know why I don't. Yeah, just I, don't a, I never did it, but they were always talking about it, and like, yeah, it's just this medicine that you can get. Like therapists use it in therapy, and it's but it just it's good anytime and. I was just thinking, like, well, that was probably really. I mean, if it's like pharmaceutical grade MDMA, I'm sure it was really strong. And oh, see, it's because like me and my friends, you know, just the lower class kids were doing math while you were up there in your <laughs> fucking mansion in design class with all the cabriolet drivers doing <laughs> you your guys, ecstasy. You guys are just doing rails of just biker math. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Oh boy. Yeah, I still have I still have friends that uh, who well I have a very very small handful of friends. No, I probably have one person that I keep in contact with from high school besides you. And uh, I remember one of uh, when Alex died. Um, I went obviously went to his funeral and it's our it's, friend our friend Alex Hamador. Yeah, one of the best people in the world. <laughs> Yeah, boy, that's a whole nother story. But 
um uh yeah i saw like so many people that i went to high school with that i hadn't seen in how long ago was it 35 years hadn't seen them and god too pretty much to a person they were exactly the same it was really weird personality wise or look sometimes both sometimes not personality wise almost 100 percent everyone was exactly the same and i don't know if that's the case of when you how about your now yeah, can you say exactly the same i'm telling you like i think i think it's the case of you know like when i go visit my sisters we immediately just devolve into what oh, our yeah. our behavior was when we were kids you know what i mean because we it's just what we naturally uh default yeah. to yeah. and i think that was like i had we all hadn't seen each other in 35 years and we kind of just all defaulted to what our relationships used to be you know yes. what i mean but it was re- it was really it was really weird but yeah like a few of them like you, you the the meth damaged them <laughs> there's no doubt about it the meth use at 14 turns out wasn't good for their little brains not good yeah there's some uh anyway people i think about from them that i wonder i mean one of the ones that i wonder about is when we worked at borelli's the waitresses oh there God. Oh yeah, who would just like go to the tanning salon? Well, let's explain what Borelli's single... is first. Okay, well, well, let me just finish the thing about that. Okay, just that they would go to the tanning salon like five days a week, and they would go to the beach on the other day, and they were just like so dark tan. Yeah, and I used to think like you're like 24 years old, you know? Yeah, what are you gonna look like when you're 40? Oh yeah, well my my sisters all did it, and of course you know we we are very of very Irish descent, and the pressure for girls in San Diego to be tan was so high that they used to just they used to just put like vegetable oil and just roast like chickens out in the backyard. Like I would look at them and just they'd just be roasting and turning red, and I would just be like, "What are you guys doing to yourself? You don't tan. You will never tan." But they the pressure was immense and all three of my sisters have had to deal with skin cancer for oh. their entire adult life. All of them. Because of the stupid, impractical. Yeah. Pure weird standard. Yeah. yeah. Weird. It was a thing, wasn't it? The tan Absolutely. Being tan. Yes. Uh, so tan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. like I remember being insecure about being such a, so pasty. See, I always took pasty as like, just, like very punk to me to be. Like, yeah, but you were from the Pacific Northwest where that's that was yeah. the norm. Like yeah. being pasty in San Diego, it didn't matter how punk you were, it wasn't. You're a fucking every, kook. You're a fucking kook. Fucking pasty, fucking pasty white ass kook. Non-nectar, chalky non-nectar kook. Oh, this is this is a little sidebar. You fucking but- suck for being so pale. <laughs> um, you know what is- rhymes with pale? Whale. I'm gonna fucking whale on your <laughs> your ghostly face, bro. Fucking pasty white ass. Um I, just a little sidebar. I knew what? this I knew this guy who had uh this was up in this was in the northwest, but he had been he had been uh he got busted for uh graffiti when he was a uh, teenager and he didn't have the money to pay the very nominal fine. 
So he chose three days in county jail just to yep. do his, you know, do his time for the Get crime. Yeah. <laughs> and we went in there. It was, of course, just hardcore, you know, yeah. like, and the white guy, the white guys in there were all fucking Aryan. So it's he just, skinhead. yeah. So he just hid in the corner, but points, you know, when you go into the cafeteria, we just dropped out for two seconds. So what did you just oh, okay. say? I don't know where what was the last. You thing said he was in there, and there's skinheads and Nazi skinheads and black gang members and Hispanic gang members. And yeah, and then they're trying know, to be small. Yeah, and so he had no, you know, but he has no choice. You have to, you have to interact at some point. You can't yeah. hide, it, stay in your cell the whole time. So he went out there, and the uh, um, the uh, black inmates, they they weren't they they kind of liked him because he was so weird. He was just a punker dude you know nerdy skinny punky dude but they did affectionately name him frosty the pasty white-assed faggot which they called him <laughs> yeah. frosty the pasty faced white-ass faggot yeah that's it oh you've heard the story i remember that yeah <laughs> yeah it's amazing and he was like and as long as i could deal with having that as my nickname <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I do remember this. I do remember this. Yeah. And he, they apparently, he, they, every time they saw him, they used every word. They didn't make an acronym. Frosty the pasty faced white ass face. That is your name. And that's what you're going to be called we, every time we, we see you. We dub the frosty the pasty faced pasty faced that's i always think of it as like a rankin and bass christmas special <laughs> <laughs> like rudolph the red-nosed reindeer yeah. frosty oh. the pasty faced wsf <laughs> w-a-f oh yeah anyway so yeah tanning um but borelli's um, oh yeah okay. well now, okay go on no you go I was just going to say, that reminds me of when Damon Robbins or Damon got picked up uh, in Tijuana. Oh, God. And then yeah. he ended up going to jail in Tijuana. And then, yeah, that's Tom's I don't, story. yeah, I don't, I don't know if I want to tell his story because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's going to listen to this. And I, I, I'm not sure he wants the world to hear about it. You got to get him on. Oh, yeah, God. If you want to hear someone talk about, the, mad, the madness of our <laughs> high school. Damon is the one. Damon, yeah. he has the dirt. Because because you and I, as soon as I met you, I checked out. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I'm done with these. I'm people. like, oh God, thank God that this doesn't have to be my life anymore, you know? Right. But, right. but Damon, like, he li he lived. He it, was man. fully in it, fully in full, full, full. Fully way, 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 way in the fucking what's up scene, just like <laughs> wailing on kooks. Now, Borelli's, Borelli's was, of course, uh, Borelli's was walk. the local, Borelli's was the local, uh, uh, family style Italian, Italian restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, which was famous for its uh, Tuesday night all you can eat spaghetti. Oh, God. Which was a nightmare. Now, did, <laughs> did I get you the job or did you get me the job? Well, I'm thinking we were dishwashers. Yeah, and busboys. And I'm thinking since Mike, my stepbrother Mike, he was in there before either of us, I believe. And he oh, was yeah, he was deep right. in Borelli's. Like he was like a cook and he was like yeah, that's right. pizza. And I think he even kind of was a co man or a, a assistant manager at one point. And uh so I think I got a job there through him. I probably got you a job there, Brent Beverage. Yeah. Worked there. I think everyone, pretty much almost everyone I knew 
work there at some point. Did Tyler, Mike, Mike? Tyler did. Yep. Um, oh, just a quick aside with speaking of Damon, before my only job before Borelli's was working at McDonald's. And I think oh. it's before I know you, I knew you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think you could get a job at like 50, you were legally allowed yeah. to get a job at 15 and a half in California. So immediately, as soon as I turned 15 and a half, my dad was like, get a fucking job now, get out of bed and get a job. So Damon was working at McDonald's because <laughs> his dad was the same. His dad was a cop. My yeah. dad was a fucking Marine. <laughs> so, get a job. <laughs> yeah. So, so we both end up working at McDonald's for like three, I think. He worked there a little longer. I think I worked there for about three weeks, and it was as as much of a nightmare as you can imagine. But we both got fired because what we would do at the end of our night shifts is we would go into the fridge and we would steal flats of eggs, you know, and <laughs> like twenty four count flats of eggs, and we would steal like a box of a hundred, and we would <laughs> and we would steal the eggs, and we would. I had I was driving around my parents' station wagon. And we would put put the eggs between us on the front bench seat with me driving yeah. him on one side, and we would just open that box of eggs, <laughs> and we would just pick a neighborhood, and we would get off work at McDonald's, and we would just drive, just throwing eggs while I'm driving at full speed. We just just reach over, grab, throw, reach over, grab, throw. <laughs> At everything, <laughs> cars, houses, everything imaginable, we would throw eggs at, and <laughs> and until I did this motion, and if you can imagine this, so my left hand is holding the steering wheel, yeah. my right hand is grabbing an egg, yeah, right hand then goes across yeah. my body, <laughs> yes, and in the motion of going across my body to throw egg out the window. Left hand turns the wheel, yeah. and I sideswiped a parked car. <laughs> oh my! F- in my parents' car, in my parents' station wagon. Fucking god! And it turned out to be a girl that we knew in high school, and it was we were terrified, terrified, and never got caught. <laughs> somehow, somehow, never got caught, except by McDonald's because we didn't even think that there were cameras filming us stealing the eggs every night <laughs> so so one day that we came in and the manager whatever the fuck his name was just he just like, goes damon sean yeah you want to come into the office and they're like they're like would you would you uh what'd you do last night when you uh left when you left uh uh when you got off your shift we're like we're home we're not we're not kooks we just went home <laughs> so and then he just goes well we, you're on film. You took like hundreds of eggs. <laughs> like, what are you? What are you doing? Like, do you have a black, like a black market? Uh, is there an egg black market that you're like? You just have your own egg stand. <laughs> you putting meth in these eggs, selling them to high school students. Hang on a sec, yeah. I got a whiz. Okay. That was a, that was a pretty pretty manly whiz. We got a you got a horse back there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Remember, um, okay. Speaking of like Borellis and and pranks and food pranks, do you remember 
us throwing like pizzas. Like, oh no, that's what was coming. That was that was the greatest. That was one of my favorite pranks that I've ever played in my entire life. The long term. Yeah, we would take we would because at the end of every night there would be uh you know pizzas that people didn't come pick up several it, pizzas. Yeah, well, a lot because it was a really popular place. It was the only Italian place in our entire area. Yeah, it's very and popular. It, it was good. Good pizza too. Good pizza. Good and food. uh um. I remember at the end of the night, you know, they'd go, yeah, oh, whatever. Anyone take the pizzas. And sometimes there'd be like 10 pizzas. Yeah. It was crazy how many there would be. <laughs> I remember taking those pizzas. And again, <laughs> just, we would pick a neighborhood. No, we picked one street. Cause our friend Brent, we took, Oh yeah, that's right. To La Costa. That's right. right? And, and so we picked, there was this one street, just a totally yep. nondescript suburban street. <laughs> um, and we just decided this is the street that's going to get pizza every night. Yep. So we would go down the street, hop out, stuff a pizza into a mailbox. No, no. We put it on the put front on, lawn. Put it on just the front put, lawn. Yeah, put just it put, on the car's windshield. We like would a, put like it many flyer, places. Like a flyer. Yeah. And sometimes we would put it on like their their uh, <laughs> just, just right on their uh, welcome mat. Door, doorstep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's the, with no explanation, no explanation, no like, yeah, no, no uh, destruction of property. So they just woke up and there's, um, there's a pizza on our lawn. But the there's whole a thing, pizza. But the thing of like doing it over and over and yeah. over, so yeah. that you know they were talking to each other. Like, have you ever had a pizza show up in your mailbox or on your car or something? Like, yeah, I've had like three pizzas. Yeah, fucking pizza aliens. Then you remember the time where the golf the golf store in the in the strip mall threw out just tons and tons of tongue tongue oil, oil. <laughs> like that you use, I guess, to massage leather. I believe we I believe we tossed all that tongue oil on that same <laughs> the block same street just in a random street in La Costa. Just covered it in these bottles of tongue oil. <laughs> the to most you, bland suburban you, neighborhood you could you. imagine. <laughs> And just the fact that we would constantly just just go do that so I consistently liked, I, for so long. I like the idea of whoever lived on that block every once in a while. They talk and they just go, remember back in like 88 when we were terrorized by the, the pizza, pizza and tongue oil terrorists? <laughs> the great pizza and tongue oil. Oh, my yeah. God fucking hilarious i mean it's so weird i mean it's terrible all that food waste but uh but I, it was awesome the other thing i remember was that we would sometimes steal a huge thing of meatballs and we yeah. would we would meatball um we would go to any jack jacked up truck oh yeah in san diego like a, a four jacked, buys yeah jacked four up buys. like toyota or Datsun truck like a smallish truck but they up on big jacked up you're like we had this thing where we're like anybody who drives one of those is a total asshole so therefore you're getting meatballed they're getting you're getting meatballs and we'd like smear greasy meatballs all over the windows and those meatballs were so greasy that like it would be hard to wash off without hot water you know it was i loved it i love that it was so much it was just our just our very small bizarre way of combating what we were having to deal with like, just whatever weapons we got all we got eggs and meatballs oh, let's yeah. use them let's go to war eggs and meatballs i got the tongue oil let's go to battle 
kind of just remember too, like one time going over to the, um, there was that at Borelli's, there was the kind of warehouse across the parking lot where you, there were, they made dough and stuff. And yeah, they, they made all, all the sauce flour. over there. Yeah. yeah. And sauce. And you could go over there. And I remember one time we were over there and somebody was mad at like management or something. And some, I think it was, I can't remember who it was, but there was these huge stacks of those amber colored ashtrays, those glass ashtrays. Yo. You know, like the, yeah. the, heavy, the heavy, just amber-colored yeah. glass, yeah, yeah, yeah. glass ashtrays. And I just remember him coming over and like... <laughs> just, throw, <laughs> just like throwing like two entire stacks of them. <laughs> it's so funny. Just, Where did we throw those? Where did they was, get there thrown? Were, there were these big, huge sacks of flour, and if you hit behind them, the, the ashtrays would explode. Whoa, that's right. Yeah. And just fall behind the huge flour pallets, so you wouldn't immediately see them. <laughs> I just remember oh somebody running over there and just going, God damn it, just going, psh, 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 just throwing like 20 of them against the wall, and them all just shattering and just falling behind the flour. Just, just that wanton no destruction. Reason. Yeah, just... Just yeah, when we worked, we worked in the dish pit, which was a fucking nightmare. Yeah, like, but we were making two dollars and fifty eight cents an hour. That's so. true. It was all worth it without tips. I do remember we were able to play uh, any music we wanted back there, and I remember they were they were cool pretty pretty much with everything. Like when we, any punk, they were fine. Like I remember we we got into Metallica's first record around then. I remember blasting that, and they were cool with that. But when we got into started getting into hip hop, when we got into yeah, Run DMC, they were, not, they were not down with that. They were like, none of that shit. None of that. None of that shit. No yeah. fucking black music. Yeah, that they was because <laughs> they were old. They were like real old school, like maybe gangster affiliated. Sicilian. Yeah, I yeah. heard they were. I heard they were gangster affiliated. <clears throat> Amazing. Just what not did, progressive at all. Did but it, I, yeah, they were racist. I mean, they were straight up racist. Do you remember how I quit that job? It was epic. You put in your two weeks notice, and on nope. the final day, we had cupcakes, and everybody said goodbye, <laughs> and they gave you a $10 gift certificate. <laughs> it's correct, man. Can you believe that fucking shit? That's how fucking crazy it was, man. Um, no, uh, on our aforementioned Tuesday night, oh, all-you-can-eat yes. spaghetti night. Yes. I just, I can't remember what led me to be filled with so much hatred, probably just because of their racist, yeah, underpaying, fucking <laughs> abusive behavior. But I remember getting to, finally got to the breaking point and I just went, and I was, a, I was doing a busboy shift yeah. on the all you can eat Tuesday yeah. night, which there's a line out the door, like, all night 20 long. people yeah all night long insane and i remember i timed it perfectly for right at the height of the rush like yeah. at 7 30 i just <clears throat> i disappeared and they never saw me again <laughs> just threw your apron on the ground and walked yeah. out <laughs> and i just left just left them completely high and dry and the waitresses were they were such fucking assholes too they were such jerks, except maybe like one or two. But the ones that I was working with, I was like, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> and just left them just in the lurch. And the epilogue to that story is two years later, 
when I was 19, they rehired me and didn't remember me. <laughs> you got back in the door. They're like, yeah, she's cool. Whatever. Oh yeah. And we, it was because they started delivering. Oh, so they hired yeah. Oh, yeah, all yeah, of yeah, us. I remember that. And we ran the, the most blatant and egregious theft racket with that, with that delivery service. It was unbelievable because they had no idea what they were doing. And yeah. we, we all hated them. And we all just, what you would do is like, they'd make a pizza and then they put the pizza up on top of the oven with one ticket. There was only one ticket in the entire world that was a record of that pizza. So, yeah. so you go in and you grab five pizzas, go and deliver them and then come back with three tickets. Yeah. And then you just keep the money from the two other tickets. Yeah. And they never, never fucking put it together until about a year later. Cause I kind of thought it was only me doing it and maybe <laughs> and one of my friends. And there, there was probably like 15 drivers that worked all you know, doing it. Yeah. All doing, and no one talked about it. Cause you know, it's, you know, it's illegal. And, uh, when they finally shut down the, uh, the delivery they just shut it down one day and with no explanation they go we ain't doing delivery anymore beat it and then we all <laughs> we all got together and talked and it turned out every single one of us was doing that we just like the amount of money that we we pilfered from that yeah yeah if they weren't assholes i'd feel guilty about that story but i feel great about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean think of our teenage years working for three dollars an hour oh and i remember too like how like we never went home if if the washing machine broke like in the middle of the rush you just had to sit there and wait and i remember some of those nights waiting while literally ankle deep in oh and, and just just bus trays going all the way out the kitchen down yeah. into like the near the bathrooms like a hundred bus trays full to the top with dishes and you're looking at them just going I'm going to be here. And then you were there till like two till in the morning. The morning. Yeah. And then, yeah, then you go, get home at like 3 a.m. After drinking just like so much soda, just endless okay. cups of pizza. Coke, you know, and just pizza. <laughs> and then you're just trying to get to sleep because you have to go to school at seven o'clock the next morning. You're just like, oh, my God. Well, that was God. That I, I hadn't thought of. I haven't thought about that job in so long since the last time we talked and that remember how, remember how you'd be slaving there? Like you'd just be like working your ass off. And then one of the, the kids of the family would come in and just walk into the freezer and grab like two cases of Heineken and walk out. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. on a Friday night and you're just in there just completely Fuck you. covered in grease. Fuck you. Get those dishes done. And then anytime you'd complain, they'd always say, get one of the beans to do it. Oh and, God. And then Jesus you'd be like, Christ. you know, one of the Mexicans. And then you'd be like, no, I'll do it. You know, because it's always like, like you think Jesus there's somebody Christ. below you, there's a Mexican yeah. who's below Jesus you as a Christ, teenage man. kid. And I'd just be like, No, okay, I'll do it, you know. Insane. Oh boy. Yeah, or like and then uh, I remember catching one of I can't remember what his name was, Dave, I think was the manager. Yes. Catching him just banging one of the waitresses oh, in the mop room. Banger all the time. So all the gross. time. So gross. Two tan people with must he has a mustache just and <laughs> And he was also one of those guys who would... He, he was, was amazing. Like, he's classic, like, out of a movie. Because mm -hmm. he would come out of the bathroom, always make a big deal about it. Like, well, just gave birth. 
<laughs> yeah, like, uh, what should we name it, fellas? <laughs> yeah, literally everything he did, every shit he took, every piss he took, every beer he drank, everything he did was just like, hey, check me fucking out. And he was always like at the end of the show, like, 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 you're going home. He's like, yep, I have a date tonight. I was like, oh, who's that with? My old buddy Jack and my old buddy Jim and oh, my old buddy Weiser. He'd be like, so you're just going to go home and get shit faced. Yep. I love he seemed so old to us and he was probably like 24. 25. Yeah, totally. <laughs> he seemed like he was like, a, he looked like I, my memory of him was I kind of looked like a San Diego sportscaster or something. Yeah, he was a weird, he was a weird combo of like trashy, like not like he was a surfer too. He was a bad surfer. Yeah. I saw him surfing out once and I was like, oh, because and he would always talk like he was oh shit, Dave's a, a master. He was a fucking kook, and he didn't even talk like a surfer either. He, no. I feel like he was like he was San Diego via New Jersey or something like that. It yeah. was really, he was a he was a strange combo. You remember the the matron of the family? Oh God, Mrs. Borelli, <laughs> get that shit out of here! Turn that shit off. <laughs> Oh my God! How much they hated rap music. How God, much they, they hated, really hated everybody, like just everything. Like she was just get get that out of here, clean that up, get that out of there, turn it off, turn off the sports. It was our version, the North County San Diego version of do the right thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, there was that. There was that organized crime, like the like connection in sandy in that north county area like wasn't there lisa bonanno of the bonanno crime family she was like a teenager who went to not to our school but to another but everybody was like oh yeah there's all these bonanos and oh in yeah they went and tory pines or tory pines yeah, yeah. yeah and there was like the sicilian north county world that I, I don't know yeah i mean i vaguely remember hearing about that but i never encountered any of them except for the borelli the Borelli triangle. But uh when then our next our next job, that was that was fun. <laughs> Aaron Brothers Art Mart, another Aaron Brothers arsonist job. <laughs> I still I think I stole less than you and Damon because I wasn't as artistically inclined as you guys were. <laughs> but well, still. it wasn't just just stealing for ourselves, it was gifting other kids like from the oh, high yeah. school. Yeah. Like our friends would come in on a Saturday and you'd just be like like yeah, I need this drafting table. You're like, all right. So there's the total, and they're looking at the register. And it says eighty five cents. Bye bye. You're like, enjoy. I'll help you bring it out to your car. Oh my god. And I remember, like, yeah, I remember. You know, well, to this day, I have art supplies from there. <laughs> really? What do you mean? Like, I have, I have like gouache, some tubes of gouache that have the Aaron Brothers Art Mart that are thirty five years old. Yeah, yeah, art supplies. You know, if they don't <laughs> dry out, they, they wow. They, they last a lot of them last forever. Oil paints last forever. I had no idea that Aaron Brothers was eternal. Their products were eternal. Oh yeah. Well, I still have, you know, like a caddy and things. But yeah, I would just you know, go down there and be like, take one of every color of gouache, one of every everything. And then I remember like part of it was the problem that they it was a corporate place. This is, you know, a big chain. And I just remember like talking to one of the management guys once and him saying, Oh, the art supplies, they don't even matter. Like everything is just framing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because you make it's like a thousand percent markup on. I remember when they told me how to read the, the, uh, the price tags. And because each price tag has on it, like what the frame cost, Aaron Brothers. Yeah. They'll be like one, zero, 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 
four one, and that means it costs forty one cents. Yeah, and so so then you'd see the price and it'd be like sixteen fifty, you know, and you're going. So they paid fourteen cents, and they're selling this for sixteen dollars and fifty cents, and they were just framing yeah. shit like crazy and selling yeah, frames yeah. like crazy, and and I remember when he said to me like, "Oh, the art supplies don't even matter." I was like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> so, so then it was just kind of like free art supplies for anyone who wants them. Fair game. Then I remember like we. So we stole so many and at one point and, and just gave so many to friends and we'd trade, you know, you, you come by here, I'll hook you up with art supplies. And then when I go to your taco place, you give me a burrito, you know? Yeah. But, um, but I remember one time we had that, um, the big crew that would come in to do inventory, you know, they would like come down oh, yeah, from yeah. Los Angeles and there'd be like yeah. 30 of them and they would just go through and count every single object in the store overnight, you know? And we'd be terrified. I and think. I remember yeah. just being like, oh my God. We're getting busted. This is it. It's going to be payback because there's... So then, you know, they go through and they count every single object in the store. And the next day, the manager's like, all right, guys, well, we had great numbers. And we A were plus. Like, we're like, that was A plus in terms of loss. <laughs> Then that was basically just him saying, all right, everything you've been doing, try doing it twice as much. It's insane. Yeah, I, exactly. I remember I remember working at the register and seeing some kids steal some shit and then calling Larry, the manager, and going, hey, those kids, I just saw them put a ton of shit in their pocket. Yeah. It's like they're, they filled their pockets with stuff. Like, what do you want me to do? And he goes, well... Can you see what they have? And I'm like, I mean, no, they're, but I saw them put it in their pockets. What do you want me to do? And he's like, mm, nothing. And I go, okay, well, what if, what if they come through the register? Like, do I just pretend I don't know? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. <laughs> what, what is, what it's, what's that about? And he goes, it's just not worth it. It's not yeah. worth it. It's no. not worth it to go through the hassle of what we'll have to go through no. to to bust them, right? You know, because and it goes back to what you were saying. They just they did not care about anything yeah. that was on the floor. It was all, all the money was in framing. Everything yeah. else was just lost leader trying to yep. get you in the door. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> that fucking job, man. Do you remember yeah. uh, anything so else about funny. that about that job? Oh, many, many things. What about a little <laughs> character that goes by the name of Charlie? Yeah, Charlie. Where did how, where did Charlie... Okay, so we had these characters that we, me and you and Damon came up with. Charlie was uh, uh, a floating head, a floating bald head with, with stringy hair on Long the side. Hair. And with a really, really bad attitude. He just was filled with hate, I remember. And we would draw him everywhere, everywhere in the store. Just this this scowling face with a long stringy hair, just this circle. And, and with his would, name would his name you would Charlie spell his name with the Charlie. Backwards R, and yeah. you'd put it you'd put it like behind a display case or underneath a pile of papers or just everywhere. You'd hide it so that it would be discovered constantly. <laughs> and he would always say, like, I'll never leave. Charlie, I'm still here. <laughs> then the manager was just like, "What the fuck is Charlie?" Like, well, really, like, it really bothered him. Like, he it really got under his really skin. <laughs> With that, and that was the funniest part because we're like, "That's, I mean, that's the the oldest technique to 
to combat something like that is to just not pay attention to it until until the perpetrator gets bored. But all he did was make it the funniest fucking thing that we could possibly do. There were the other characters in the universe. There was Django. Django. Who yeah. was a... Um, evil magician. Evil magician. He was a, from a face that was in this one delivery truck that would come to restock Aaron Brothers, you know, a big corporate delivery truck. And we'd get in there, climb into the truck to unload it. And in the back of one of the trucks, written in sh- in, sh- in marker, was the words K Hondo Hotos. <laughs> and then there was a picture of this face, like this yeah. guy with like a curled up mustache and a little beard. <laughs> and it said K Hondo Hotos. And we always, when that truck would come and it was always that same truck inside, we, it was always like this greeting from this character, Django. <laughs> do you remember how, do you remember how Damon got fired from Aaron Brothers? Yes, vaguely. It was Charlie related. Charlie, yes, tell the because story. Because he find like Larry, Larry got so fed oh, up Gary. with us. Gary, Gary yeah, got so fed up with us um, drawing it everywhere that he finally like decided he had to draw the line. And he, for some reason, I think it's like you and I were a little bit were more sneaky and subtle about yeah. it. And Damon was just re- Damon, of course, was like a bull in a china shop, blatant about it. And so he took the brunt from Gary. I remember, and Gary was just like, "Okay, I've had it. If you, if I see another one of those, because <laughs> he had gone through, we put it, we we drew it everywhere. It was behind <laughs> anything, anything that you moved. There was a Charlie staring at you with a hateful greeting. So he finally. <laughs> but the thing that was funny because I remember there were times where he's like, "Oh, that's kind of funny." This Charlie thing. He was kind of like, "Oh, this is." This is funny. Or he joked around like, oh, yeah, I bet Charlie's still here or something. Yeah. And then like a month later, he's like, he's like okay, seriously, that's stop it stop with this it. Charlie shit. It's not fucking funny. And of course, Damon just took it to the next <laughs> level just really blatantly to, to the point where Gary well, said to he, him. Like, didn't he go out and yeah, and listen, run. listen. Yeah, that's that's the punchline. He goes, OK, if I see this one more time, if I see another fucking Charlie, which is just funny to he that he. Yeah. He said that line is yeah. so funny. If I see another fucking Charlie, you're you're fired. And Damon went, okay. So Damon went out to Gary's car and drew a Charlie in the dirt on his car that said, I'll I'll never leave. And then Gary went out, saw it, and fired Damon. <laughs> I'll like, never leave. I'll never leave. Oh God, Gary was so much fun to prank. God, the microphone. Remember the microphone in the back? Oh God, we had a we had a microphone in the in the back of the store that uh, you know you would call out price checks to the rest of the store or call a manager back to the back of the store. It would you know uh, there would be speed. It would come out of the speakers throughout the entire store. You could say like, I need a price check on a you know yeah Nestler cod piece. Remember <laughs> I that? remember. <laughs> I remember Nestler was a brand of like drafting, <laughs> drafting like like squares and and uh, you know compasses and stuff. It was like a really high quality like German. I got, I got on the mic and I think I think you had said, "Okay, we're we're breaking up. You back? I'm back. Okay. I remember. I think you had said 
like we had been joking about you said cod piece or something like that. And I didn't know what a cod piece was. I remember not knowing what it was, but I thought it was a hilarious word. So I just threw the brand Nestler on top of it. And I go, yeah, can I get a uh, price check on a Nestler cod piece? <laughs> the entire store, the entire and is a big store. <laughs> and I had I just thought I'd said something, you know, that was sort of funny sounding and gary comes back and he goes what was that what was that and i went oh i don't know i don't know i just i just you know was asking for a price check on a cod piece and i went i and in my mind i'm going i don't know what the fuck a cod piece even is (laughs) gary just on a cod piece on a cod piece oh my god and he was and he was also very gay like and larry not gary Oh, oh yeah, there was two of them. Yeah, Gary, Gary was like was the mustachio, the mustachio, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. older, grumpy guy, and Larry was yeah, yeah just the very extremely flamboyantly. Yes, gay. loved him. He was the greatest, fantastic he, guy. I think he was the first gay man I ever knew or met, and I was just like, I love this dude. Oh, he's the best. He's the best. <laughs> I love like I mean, I'm into him and his lifestyle and he everything he stands for. He was great. <clears throat> Oh, but the the greatest microphone prank that I played was oh, on him. God. Yes, like when we closed down, we closed down the store. Store is empty. This is in the eighties when, you know, like <clears throat> gangster rap, like NWA has started, and that's another whole thing to talk about when when uh, gangster rap hit. How it yeah. it changed the culture in, I think everywhere, but it was really really palpable in yeah. uh in mm-hmm. north county like shit got all of a sudden like oh whoa all these like dumb fucking dudes want to be gangster dudes that all they used to do was fight now at parties like, yeah. now they have guns holy fucking shit so anyway that was happening so we closed <laughs> we closed after we closed one night <laughs> just got on the on the microphone the way you would at a yeah. like at a hip-hop concert yeah. In which you say, yo, 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 get your motherfucking hands in the air. Yeah. Throw, throw your hands in the air. like Throw you your don't... motherfucking hands in the air like you just don't care. <laughs> yeah. And we were just laughing because it was so funny to to say that so loud in the store. And we thought it was safe because no one was in the store. It was empty. And we wouldn't. Yeah, we wouldn't get in trouble. Just pretending and, to be an MC, and, and you're yeah. up on, and you're on like the cashier station, like it's a, <laughs> it's like kind of like a DJ booth, you know. Mm-hmm. You're like behind your little thing, and you got the microphone, so you're doing like the Jam Master J essentially. Yeah. And then Larry, like ten minutes later, you come see him sort of coming back. out, comes skulking out, and he was back there like cowering, holding an exacto knife because he thought the store was being robbed. <laughs> Like that, they're like, get your motherfucking hands in the air, get like, your motherfucking hands in the he, air. Because he's like, it's always been. Because he, I mean, he's an adult, so he's like, going, oh, it's always been my yeah. fear. You know, we have all this cash. We just we closed robbed. up yeah. after like a night of this business. We're all just the three of us in here. Somebody just comes in the door and oh, is just like, get God. your fucking hands in the air. <laughs> he's just back there, totally rational, cowering going. under his desk, and we're oh just going God. like, yeah, you're Jam Master J, dude. <laughs> he just comes back and he goes, what the fuck is going on? is everybody okay is everybody okay and we're like by that time it had already been like 10 minutes and yeah, the joke like, was we're over just, we're just sweeping he's back there gripping a knife like listening like intently like what's gonna happen 
<laughs> we're like, holding, we're like what? What? A knife. I'm just thinking. <laughs> he goes, "What the fuck was that?" And we're like, "What are you? What are you talking about?" He goes, "The fucking yelling about hands in the air." <laughs> oh my god, I fucking pissed my pants oh, laughing. So bad though too. He let he luckily he found the humor in it. Yeah, he saw the humor. <laughs> Throw your hands up. Oh my god. Yeah. Wave yes, it, like, like on the theme of uh, workplace theft, the other the other job that I worked at, God, we were just fucking thieves. What about it was that because- one sandwich shop that I only worked at for one day? Do you remember that? No, what that was that weird sandwich shop? I thought you worked there too for like a week. I worked there for one, exactly one day. And then where I was it? Down by that uh, that multiplex in, in the- Oh yeah, yeah. I fucking yeah. With there was a the owner was a German guy. Yeah. He was a German guy, I remember, and it was like, yeah, it was a really busy deli. Yeah, and it was what like terrible I had- pay. And I remember him just being like if you buy a, if you eat a sandwich, you have to pay for it. You know, if you even like take like a pickle, I want you to pay for it. And it was, and I remember it paid, it was so busy and hard and it paid so little. And I was just like, and then he wouldn't let you have a free sandwich, you know? And it was just so. God, I had no idea you work there too. That's literally for a day. By the end of that day, I just went, oh, this is just not worth it. I don't. I wonder it. how long I lasted. I I know I I lasted a very short time, but I do remember him for some fucking reason. He really liked me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know why. I think because the job was so hard that you. And I think I probably fucking needed the money. I'm sure I did. Yeah. And uh, so I just kind of went. Well, I got. I fucking need the money, and I need this stupid, shitty job. So. And I think I remember I worked pretty hard and it made an impression on him. And I remember him letting me drive his Mercedes. I remember he needed me to go. Yeah, I remember you driving it to our house. Yeah. Like he needed me to go run an errand to pick something up. And he was just like, just take my car. And I'm like, your Mercedes? What? (laughs) He goes, yeah, just go go pick up go pick up the you know the bread or bread or wherever or whatever. And I I was just like, oh, I'm going to drive to all of my friend's house <laughs> in this fucking car. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that I don't have no idea what I I couldn't have worked there for more than a month. I have I have only the I would have never remembered that if you didn't bring it up. I can't. Believe I just remember I, that his his like interview with me for hiring me was like i want you to make me a sandwich and i made him a sandwich he's like all right you're hired <laughs> you passed the test if i'm smart enough to make a sandwich by myself just on my own. Like, well oh. yeah that's that's north county san diego that's pretty much that's the high bar this guy's know. got skills he put the bread on the outside <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i re- i don't know if i can't remember if it was before before you left or while you were still there, do you remember me working at the sporting goods store? Mm, no. Because the sporting goods store was, that was the, the level of theft from that sporting goods store was monumental. It was unbelievable how much theft. What, like, was it a corporate store? It was a corporate store. And it was, you know, it was like a big five yeah. before it was before big fives were called big five. Yeah. 
And, you know, we had a full, like, huge Fully. shoe section. Full, full, full. Way, 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 way. Way, 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 Full, full, full. Way, way, way. Full, 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 full. Uh, ow. So he, uh, we had huge shoe section, huge ski section. Oh, huge my God. Yes. Every, I do remember the ski thing. Yeah. Every, it, it was a, a monolithic shop and it, it had everything you could it was pretty impressive and god we are what we used to do and every single person who worked there did this it was unbelievable like i don't know how and no one ever said anything about yeah. there being a problem like what we used to do was like anything we wanted anything that any of our friends wanted like entire ski setups yeah like yeah Boots, my friends would come bindings and skis yeah. and poles. poles jackets everything i'm just like go just, <laughs> just tell like... me tell me what you want and then they would shop for it and then i would gather up everything that my friend needed skis the whole the whole fucking package and i would just take it all out and throw it in the dumpster and then they would drive their car around and take it out of the dumpster <laughs> as many how many air how many pairs of air jordans do you want okay dumpster go get it just i don't know how it was possible and i there wasn't even a moment that i remember being like oh fuck hope i don't get caught yeah like and every single person that worked there was doing it it was insane just fucking insane the level of theft man it's how we set our own minimum wage i it, absolutely true yeah because i never like any job I've ever had in my life where, you know, you were treated fairly and with respect. Yeah. I never, I never did. Any, I never right. stole a damn thing. Never did an honest, dishonest thing. But if you're a fucking minimum wage slave labor <laughs> corporation, I am going to rob you blind was the <laughs> philosophy. Plus your teen, you just don't, you know, it's like, well, I didn't like, I, I had morals and ethics. Yeah. I knew that, you know, Stealing was wrong, but I did not care about stealing from those assholes. No, you no, know what no. I mean? But yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> have we covered have we covered San Diego? I feel like we should get the fuck out of San Diego, man. Let's move. Remember the Let's time at Aaron Brothers? That, remember the time at Aaron Brothers where I was back in the framing area and I put an exacto knife with the blade up, like in oh. one of those holders, and Damon oh, Robinson just like brushed his hand over. And it was like a brand new blade, and he just like brushed his hand over. Then he just turns his he just turns his hand over, and across the palm of his hand, there's just like an in, like a half inch thick cut of just, just omerita wound, blood brother wound, to just the darkest <laughs> blood muscle. And he's like, "Oh my god, who left the blade upright?" And then he just went. Ah! It could have just gone straight across his his wrist, and he would have died. Oh, you almost killed him! Oh, the good times he had to we go had. Get stitches and stuff. <laughs> but that's the thing is, like, I used to think what about, an idiot. One thing I used to think about with that place was how, like, we were the framers, you know, like just yeah. teenagers who were just trained on the job, barely have any knowledge of framing, yeah. you know, and yeah. then people would come in there just acting like they're having the most professional frame job. Like I got this home and I found there's this tiny speck of dust between the mat and the glass. I'd like you to redo the job. And I'm just like, 
you're paying a 15-year-old to frame your art for you. You know what I mean? But they had that idea that, like, I'm paying so much for this. Because, I mean, all framing is expensive. But, like, you know, the way that they, they thought that they felt, well, it was just we were the ones being exploited. Because they were being charged, like, a reasonable rate for framing that if they went to a professional framer, they would be having somebody who's a true craftsperson making it instead of just some high school kid who's just like slashing his friend's hand open with the blade. I think it's, I think it's, it's gotta be the product of living in the suburbs where they're like children, teenagers are the only workforce. You know what I mean? Like Mexican laborers from, you know, that was the thing, man. Like we always worked. Well, that's the thing. But before, we were Encinitas was so new that when I was working, like there there weren't any Mexican workers at that time. Like when I worked at McDonald's, there were no. It was, it was all, all white. It was yeah. all teenage white teenagers from the high school, all yeah. just suburban youths that have just moved in there. And yeah. it was it was a very insanely white world. Like I have virtually no memory of. It's it's of anything but white people, you know what I mean. Until we went to high school, but even our high school was so segregated. You know, like the Mexican kids, the Latino kids, they did not interact with their own. Yeah, yeah. There was no integration at a social integration whatsoever. And I always remember just going like, "It's crazy how that was." I don't even like it was like they went to a different school because yeah. if I remember correctly too they 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 had classes together like they kept it segregated in our school. I don't know if I'm imagining that but when I think about and there were there was a huge Latino population in Encinitas. They were all like cuz Encinitas was the flower growing one of the flower growing capitals of the world so the there was tons of my capital of yeah. the world. So there's tons of migrant workers. Christmas flowers. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. I've never really contemplated how fucking segregated it was. Because oh, it was yeah. just, when you're growing up, I was just like, yeah, it's a bunch of, it's of white fucking suburbs. And that's all I, when I no, contemplated, that's flats. all I think of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where Alex lived. Yeah, like that was, I didn't even know about it until Alex became one of my friends, the one of the few Latinos in our high school that, like, because he was a surfer, he hung out with all the surfer kids, you know what I mean? And he was into music, he was really into the Smiths. I remember he was into the Smiths, and I was like, you know, I was a little, I was, considered myself a punker, so the Smiths just were the fucking worst band in the world. I fucking hated them. And I remember years later when I realized that the Smiths were one of the greatest bands of all time. I love their, they're extraordinary. And I remember, I remember I called him and I said, I have to, you know, I have to apologize for how much um, shit I gave you about the Smiths. They're, they're really good. I was being a fucking kook. (laughs) I was being a fucking kook. But yeah, when I, when I became friends with him and he took me to the flats and I was just like, I had no idea this existed. You're, it was so segregated. It's, it's fucking insane. It still is too, man. When I go down and visit my sisters, it looks exactly the same. It's exactly as segregated. It's like frozen in time, except there's 3,000% more shopping centers. Yeah, <laughs> That's all that they did. That's They just put in and I'm not even exaggerating. It's all it is, is like shopping centers as far as you can see down there. Now. Yeah. It's crazy. 
wherever there was a flower field, it's a shopping center now. Just a Vons. <clears throat> Hobby Lobby and a Vons. Now, what was this? Oh, Alpha Beta. Alpha Stuck Beta out. was the... <laughs> Ralph's. Oh, boy. Can we leave San Diego? I feel I feel dirty. <laughs> Why do you want to leave? <laughs> Not just Diego, though. We're talking North County, bro. When did you uh, move to San Francisco? What? Um, well, I went to Reno, right. and then I came I back. And then I went to San Francisco. I want to say I want to say eighty eight. Okay. I'd like to say that. That tracks. I don't know if I feel comfortable saying that, but I'd like to. Yeah, that get up, get up there, get up there around eighty eight. I'm walking around. You know, my first week up there, I decided. But what what made you go to San Francisco? I can't remember what the impetus was. I mean, just I love San Francisco. You know, I wanted. Yeah, to, but did you know anyone? Of course, Martin. I mean, Max. Martin oh, he had people. moved there. Oh, Martin, that's right. Martin that's right, Max. There. Yeah, that's right. Max Never Martin mind. I had, Stupid. I had a lot of friends. Forgot. Yeah, that's right. I um, forgot about Max Morocco. Yeah, and so I was like, I went up there to martin's and martin lived in a converted basement. him and him and tim yohannan were basically he was they were pretty much running maximum rock and roll at that point like, well yeah they were the two is that correct they were the two main guys yeah, right but yeah mm-hmm. um because <clears throat> originally they had tim had offered me bessie my friend bessie and martin the magazine essentially he said you know if you guys move here from San Diego and Reno, respectively, you guys can just run Max Rock and Roll, and he wanted to focus on doing Gilman, what would become Gilman. Yeah, and so so Bessie and I both decided not to, and Martin did. So Martin moved up there. Why did you decide not to? I don't know. I don't really remember. Um, well, let's get into that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to. I'm just let's get, curious. Let's get into what... that. No, let's get in. No, no. I just it just didn't work out. Whatever. But um. Yeah. And so then I also probably wanted to do other things, go on tour with seven seconds and stuff. Oh, right, right. And so, and I was, I was still in high school at the time Martin moved up there. So Martin gets up there and he had this place in Coal Valley, just by, up by the Panhandle and uh, the Haight-Ashbury area kind of. And he, it was a converted basement. Apartment. Yeah, I went, I went there. I yeah. That. And it was converted by this guy named Victor who was, um, he did... The record label that put out the Melvin's Gluey Porch Treatments, Neurosis, mm. all that stuff, um, and, ah. and he also was the he was a member of Captain Beefheart's Magic Band, right? And he was just this what was cool, that label called again? I can't remember right now, but um, but he he had he had reconditioned this place, so it was even for San Francisco then it was super cheap. I believe we split a four hundred dollar rent. Yeah. So we were paying like 200 bucks a piece and to live in this you know weird apartment. So I moved up there and became his roommate. So his rent went from 400 to 200. And yeah, and then I went walking around after I'd been there a little while and walked into Alternative Tentacles to say hello to Debbie Gordon who worked Oh yeah. There. And she was a friend of mine at that point and I walked in and I was just like, "How's it going? I live here now." And she goes, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm walking around looking for a job." She goes, "Why don't you just work here?" <laughs> and I was like, really? And she goes, yeah, you can do mail order or something. 
And I was like, all right. And then I literally, I, I don't know if I started that day, but it was basically just the most seamless, like, oh, you you live in San Francisco? We'll work at Alternative Tentacles for Jelly Biafra. And I was just like, bam, my first real job outside of uh, art supplies store or busing or we also we didn't also didn't mention Lucadia Pizzeria. Oh, Jesus Christ! Talk about fucking cocaine and meth. They were oh just dealing God. dealing drugs out of that place. The we're back now. We're back, and this is just an aside. Oh God, I was remembering the other pizza place that Sean and I that. worked together. They used to have just a mirror on the back of the toilet in the place for a, a, a speed mirror, so the drivers could just do crank. And there was like that one guy who would start snorting crank in the morning yeah. and he would deliver pizzas till closing at like 2 a.m. And I remember he would just have this wad of cash yeah, that he, you know, like five inches around. Yeah. I remember they were, they were so, they were, they were that next level of like teenage criminality that it intimidated me. You know what I mean? I remember that going, guy was a man. That guy wasn't a teenager. The, the yeah. Man. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. That's right. I forgot about. He was the like a, just a crazy dude. Yeah. He was like a man yeah. who worked there, and he's like, "I'm a meth head who can make like a hundred thousand dollars a year delivering pizzas because yeah. I can do so many." Yeah. And just drive for oh, hours shit. and hours and hours. About, I forgot all about Lucadia Lucadia Pizzeria. Holy shit! Yeah, that was crazy because I know someone owned it. But I have yeah, it was that no record. Chip and oh, that's right. And they were like the total. They was like the total opposite of Borelli's. Where Borelli's yeah. was like this old Sicilian family, yeah. and it was like sit down and have a thing of meatballs, and the food was really good, and all everybody just eat whatever you want and make yourself a meatball sandwich, you know. And then they were just the opposite. <laughs> they were just like Chip and Jennifer. A couple that oh. decided we're going to invest in having a pizzeria, and we want you to weigh out every single ingredient that you put yeah. on, on a little scale so that you make sure that you put on exactly the right amount of olives, exactly the right. We'd never want to do, oh, that's way too much cheese, Jason. Way lighter on the cheese. You want to, everything was like, just put as little as you can while still looking like a pizza because <laughs> we're saving money that way. And it's just, and then, and same thing with like, you know, if you'd eat a slice, it'd be like that's 75 cents, you know? And you're like, really, really skip. But, but then, yeah. And just having, hey, and, and also the managers of the place were both high school kids. Well, Remember? yeah, that's yeah. They wanted to pay I, them like $5 an hour to be there to manage their pizzeria. Yeah. And they were the drug dealers. And they, they were, were the drug the dealers. Drug dealers. Yeah. They like they turned it into as soon as whatever Chip and Jennifer. Yeah. As soon as they left, it was a it was a drug dealing operation. It was a drug dealing operation, and every bit of meth and coke was was measured perfectly on those cheese scales. <laughs> Not, cheese. No one got no one got any extra meth because that's bad for business. God. <laughs> That place was insane. I know, man. It was like, even for me, I was like intimidated by how bad, how These were guys that were going to go to were. like jail. Yeah. It's like, we're running a straight up meth delivery service. Yeah. I remember one of the kids ended up getting arrested like for dealing drugs and he had to, he had to wear like a, a the, the ankle bracelets, the monitors you know the house arrest monitors Mm -hmm. yeah well there was no gps back then but it was a house arrest 
monitor and maybe it was gps because the how they i don't know they knew where you were but it would set off an alarm if you went outside of yeah yeah if you went outside the territory and i remember he lived within the territory of Lucata Pizzeria so he could come to work. <laughs> With his ankle bracelet on? Yeah, yeah, for dealing drugs and then continued to deal drugs out of Lucata Pizzeria. Okay, here's one story that I would like to confirm with you is true. Do you remember the night we were out in your Celica delivering pizzas and i was just you mean the silver bullet i was just doing i was just doing a civilian ride along while while you were delivering and we were going down the coast highway on on like a rainy night and you and i were like going way too fast in your celica and Uh. this car like pulled out into the coast highway and you hit the brakes and did a full 360 and then we pulled oh, into yeah. a then we pulled into a parking lot but we did a full like 360 down yeah. the coast highway and then yeah. we just pulled straight into a parking lot and parked yeah and it was, just and, it was, and you just looked at me and go ah! <laughs> like, i can't believe we just did that yeah i know yeah i'd like when i think full back stunt driving i don't know how i got out of that time of my life alive with the things that happened to me in cars. In you know cars. what I mean? Yeah. Oh my God. The things that, the things that happened that I did in cars at, in my late teens, it's just absolute fucking maniacally death defying shit. Yeah. Just, I just, I still, I can't believe it. Um, shit. What uh, should we? Uh, what? How long we've we been doing this? That's Do you probably keep pretty going? good. No, I think we can keep. <laughs>